Hello and welcome to episode 3. My name is Michael McCarthy and I'm joined once again by John O'Shea and Francis Coughlin. Today we're going to have a look at our West Tips team's progress in the county championship, a look back at Tips football game versus Leitrim International League and I look forward to our first round championship games against Limerick and Clare in Hurland and football. We'll also have a few snippets from social media. This is the West Awake podcast, West Tip Matters. The West's awake. The West's awake. Another goal! And a Eugene O'Neill has got it! Is by Johnny Ryan. He's one of the two Johnnies playing at midfield today. We're very precise. And Brian Fox with Tipperary's first... John, um, we'll come to you there. We'll just uh, maybe have a look at how our our West teams um, fared out in the county. And I suppose if we start in which are which are own uh, the Dan Breen, I suppose we we have Clonoty and and Eirog and Akarty, um who are competing for Dan Breen, and and that is this this year was is similar to the football in that it's a standalone competition, and uh, even though the Tracys and Cashel are seen are in 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 the division, they were playing James Oreen. So if we start with the Dan Breen, uh, Clonoty were in Group 2 there um, of the County Championship, and you might just go through there. there. That's right. Uh, Clonoty were in Group 2 of the, of the Dan Breen County Senior Holland Championship this year. Uh, they, they finished up there after the three games, topping the group there. They, they defeated Aerog and Akarty inside in Torles there in Round 1. Uh, they followed it up there uh, two weeks later with... Um, with um, a good victory over Nina there in, 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 in the 9th of August. And then they had already qualified for the, for the playoff stages. They drew with Holy Cross in, in round three there. Uh, they, that put them on top of the group there. They were drawn against Lockmore, Castellini there in the quarterfinal and uh, they, they exited the championship there. I think it was a seven points defeat to uh, Lockmore. Now, I suppose at the time, it it looked that they probably didn't play that well. Now they didn't on the day, but it's probably that you know when we saw what Lockmore doing afterwards, and 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 you know came within a, a hair's breadth of of um, winning the county final. But the Tenauti exited anyway at the quarter final. Uh, Erog had all their, their you know they they lost all their three games there to. Uh, to Clonauty there in the first round against Nina. They are rather unfortunately against Nina in round two. They are a controversial goal heading into uh, injury time there. Uh, but they, they lost out anyway, and they lost to Holy Cross in, in the third. That put him into relegation. And Ros Gray beat him in the relegation semi-final. But, you know, they, they regrouped. They played Burgess in the final, gave Burgess a nice uh, comprehensive uh, beat in that final. And they, they regained their top flight for... Um, 2021. Yeah, so and just still have, to, yeah, no, just to, just I suppose it, it was unlucky, and, and obviously that's the look of the draw that the two teams in the division got drawn into the same group, um, and 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 being such divisional rivals, um, and and both of them, like I mean, obviously Clonoty were winners in 2018, and but Aroge were semi finalists not too long ago, and I suppose it was disappointing that that they had to come up against each other with another. Um, 
serious team in Nina and then Holy Cross who were after coming up from from Seamus Marine the, the year before but I suppose they're all obviously will be very disappointed that that's how they're even though it finished on a, on a good note that they that they set up but they will be very disappointed to, to be in that relegation battle yeah they, they, they would have been they had a few injuries this year uh, <clears throat> but I think they played their best hurling against Burgess they they Vinnie Ryan took over uh, after the defeat to Ross Gray, he took over the manage- management of the team there, and and he, they were transformed for that game against Borges. Uh, you know, and they, 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 I, I saw it was a Donald Dwyer that day below in in in, uh, uh, in that semi in that final. Uh, he, he it was one of his better games altogether. Uh, you know, uh, so they, when the chips were down, they really they really you know pulled out all the stops. But I think they had a, they had our team probably placed uh, best for that. Uh, relegation final and they did come up trumps they will be disappointed but uh, you know they'll retain the only thing about it now they'll be in, they'll be seeded four for next year Tlenauti uh, will be seeded one so there's also always the possibility that uh, you know they could be drawn in the same group again next year but that's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. Uh that brings us on to the Seamus Oreen we had two uh, teams in the Seamus Oreen we had Cashel in group one they were defeated by Killinall and Carrick Swans, but they defeated Ballangalli there in the in the in the they finished third in the group, and you know they, that saved them having just for the second year running now they have uh, retained their Seamus Orion status. I think Cashel will be very happy enough with uh, with their year, uh, Michael, because they yeah. introduced a lot uh, wh- lot of those young young lads to 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 actually see yeah. hurling. And and um, and uh, would would you consider John that uh, you said there that it's their second year in a row and and I suppose would there I, I did they not make a quarter final last year I think they, did they make a quarter final last year would it um would you consider it to be progress on Cashel's part in in twenty twenty I I would because if you see the teams that were up against Killinall, Callie Swans and Ballangarry. You know what I mean? Ballangarry, okay, ended up they were relegated. But the Swans and Killing All there, they were serious teams. Now, Cashel have a young team, a very mm. young team. And I think, uh, you know, like they give, they, they, they don't ever think against Killing All, but I beat them, if you know what I mean, uh, in, in, yeah, in that yeah, no. match again. So, 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 like, look, as I said, I think, they, you know, I, I, I think they'll be happy because then they came out against Clenauti in the, in the West Championship, the semi final there. And they stayed with Clenauti for, 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 uh, 45, 45, 47 minutes. You know what I mean? It was only a puck of yeah. a ball between them. Yeah, no, I, 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 and you're and you're right. We we spoke about it last week about them having yeah. the young players, and obviously they they they, they, they would say Owen Connolly and and um, well, and Connor DeWire who, who are with the twenties, um, and and then you have Jack McGrath and Daniel Maloney. Yeah, Cashel are a very young team, and they are coming. And the, the, two, the two banners, Con and and and. and who are only Conan 20, Ross 21 and, or yeah. 22 or 3 yeah. probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, they're all, yeah. They're all fine, fine, fine hurlers, like, you know what I mean? And then we had Tracy's in Group 3 in the Seamus Oreen. They were defeated by, by Mullen Hall, Tannikinney and Newport, uh, and they finished bottom of the group. That put them into relegation there. Uh, St. Mary's beat them in the semi-final, uh, and that put them into the, to the relegation final against um, Ballangarry. And, you know, what a game they played that day inside in Cashel when they really, the chips were down, they really piled it on and they won it by uh, 127 I think to 7 170 they, they huge huge uh, victory there and they are, they will be happy enough that was their first year back up at Cena Hurland for 30 years like 
and you know they'll retain their Seamus O'Reen status for next year as well and I think it's very very important for them for that they were missing Matty Fiha now in that relegation final he was injured and um but they definitely pulled out all the stops. And then, I suppose, a follow-up to that the week later, they played the Arogan Akarty in the West semi-final uh, uh, we spoke about last week, and there was only a point between them. So, again, again, I think they will be happy with the progress that they have made. Probably, they are a little bit naive in some of the matches, and that that's, that's you know, is to be expected, having come up from intermediates, you know, last year. Uh, so they'll 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 gain a lot a lot from from their outings this year, you know. Yeah, no, and it was a very tough group they were in. I mean, Mullinhorn obviously were eventual uh, winners of the competition, um, and Tracy's lost out by nine points to them the first day. But uh, and and then we saw how how good Newport um, were in in the knockout stages. They only lost to four by four to them. I suppose they'll probably be disappointed. I suppose mostly with the Clannacinny result. It's probably a game they would have picked out at the start as one that. They would have targeted that, yeah. They were targeted to, to win it. Yeah, I, I saw that Mullinahone game now. I saw them against Mullinahone in Cashel. And I, I think I said it at the time. Uh, they were a bit naive at times, again, in that. And they made a lot of, uh, I suppose, silly mistakes. Ones that they'd get away with at intermediate hurling. But, you mm-hmm. know, they were punished at senior hurling at Seamus O'Reen. Uh, by a sort of a, a very sharp uh, Mullinahone team, which turned out that uh, Mullinahone are up in... Uh, in 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 um and bring next year, you know. Yeah. <coughs> so that, no, uh, that... the, the two the two Seamus Marine teams can definitely um look forward, I suppose, rather than they, they won't they should they won't be looking over their shoulder. They can look forward to to next season and 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 being very competitive at that Seamus Serene level. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Then we had four teams in the intermediate hurling. There we had. Uh, Two of our teams, Kickhams and Galtier Rovers, in Group 2, they were drawn against one another in, in the first round down in Golden there. Kickhams eventually uh, got over Galtier Rovers, a, a very stubborn Galtier Rovers team on that way. You know, they, they never let Kickhams really get into the stride. But I suppose uh, the, bit of, uh, the bit of cuteness for the Kickhams uh, got them over the line there on that. Kickhams eventually finished the... the, um, the, the, the Boris Akane yeah, defeated they defeated Carrick Davins and then Boris Akane bet him by three points in round three. So they qualified for the for the uh, no, county. That was a draw. Final. They drew. They drew sorry, with Boris I should say they I'm sorry, they drew with Boris Akane but finished yeah. second in the group right. on score difference. Yeah. Uh that put him up against um against um Bally Bacon in the semi in the quarter final and that uh, they got over that and that put him up then against um uh, eventual winners, Gorton Ho. In the in the county semi final, a game uh, you know that was I was, was down in Holy Cross there, game that was that I was at. Uh, for long periods of that game, they were uh, you know they were dictating terms and and they just sort of imploded in the last quarter of an hour, the last twelve minutes, and they were totally outscored and outfoxed and outhurled and that. But then I suppose we see then that that actually Gordon Hook came out and they they defeated mine in the final so. You know, it puts it all into perspective. Um, Galti then finished at the other end of the the, the spectrum, and uh, you know, went into relegation, uh, and and um, eventually went down to Mile Rovers in the relegation final. So Galti Rovers will be playing Junior A hurling uh, next year now, which will is going to make the the, the West uh, Junior hurling very 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 competitive, where you have. Uh, Galti and Aravale Rovers, who came down two years ago, and Latin, who came down last year, all uh, you know, vying for the 
for honours in 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 the mm-hmm. west and in the county, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, very disappointing a disappointing year for for Gelty, uh, but I I just like to pick out um, uh, Colin Morrissey. He he was up at the top of the scoring charts. I think he scored four eight from play, um, in that intermediate championship. Uh, Colin has been a pure warrior for for Gelty over the years, and he he dragged them through many a battle. He did, and even in that final uh, against um, my relegation Rovers. final against my Rovers, that was down in New India. You know, he dragged them again uh, on his own, but eventually, eventually, my Rovers took over in the last quarter of an hour, like, and you know, got over the line. But he had yeah. been, he has been a great warrior for them, and Absolutely. even this year. You know, and I say, you know, we just we mightn't see him again in the in the in the Galti jerseys, you know, but he he he'll be he'll be a loss, and that's definitely. Um, Golden or Kickham's in, as I said, Kickham's defeated uh, Belly Bacon in the quarter final, and, and they eventually ran out uh, uh, losers to uh, to uh, Exodus in the championship there at the semi final to Gordon Hoo. Um, yeah. Go- Golden. Golden, you know, were were in what group are they? And they were in group four. 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 Uh, they were defeated by Money Gall. Uh, drew was uh, eventual champion. They drew with Gorton Ho. And they were defeated by Kilshiel. And they are in a delayed game, uh, round three game, due to, right, due, yeah. due to uh, issues, COVID issues. Uh, that put them in the relegation. They defeated Galti Rovers there in the semi final. Uh, and they retained their junior status for, for next year, you know. Again, yeah. Cabo White in were the four team. And they were in group three. Uh, they fell to a late Belly Bacon rally there in round one. Defeated um, Shannon Rovers in round two, and again lost out to 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 a late rally from Golden from Borlahan in in round three. Now, uh, when the scores were totted up and all, they ended up in relegation, but uh, they they accounted for my Rovers in that semi final there, and and they are you know they retained their intermediate set. But the difference in that was was you know with ten minutes to go in Borlahan or in Clenauty that day they were they were in the knockout stages of it and when the final whistle went they were in relegation it just shows you how tight uh, margins can be in, in that uh, competition you know <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I think that sticks out even in the in the golden group John there um, just looking at it there I mean um, two, the two semi-finalists from the two beaten semi-finalists from 2019 were Golden and Kilsheelan and they were play, they, they were effectively playing off for the, for the, the bottom spot um in in group right. four, um, now obviously Golden and and in, indeed Cap White would be very disappointed to be in to be in relegation. Considering you would have considered them at the start of the year to be two of the stronger teams in it. You would, and especially like after last year, as you said, like Golden now were were you know were within a puck of a ball uh, against um, Kiladangan in that county semi final last year, a game that I was at. Mm-hmm. And I think they, you know, they left it behind them that day. But that's history now. But Golden uh, <laughs> weren't as strong this year in hurling our football. And I think we said that last week when we were talking about the West mm-hmm. uh, Championship against Cabo White. There, they weren't as strong this year. They had a few injuries and missing a few players, and just uh, things didn't go go right for them this year. But you know, they're there and they retain their status, and they'll bounce back again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I suppose the interesting. Yeah. Which is sorry now, just before you go off for Cap White, um, we didn't really talk about him, but they they finished bottom of their group, obviously. Um, but I suppose interestingly, I was at those three games, and they they led at the the this the infamous water break in in all three games, and only managed to to win one of them. Um, 
that would be very disappointing coming from Cap White. Yes, it was, and that uh, was it. They were out, was scored against Bally Bacon in the first round there in the last 12 minutes. I think they were outscored 10 points to two or something. That's correct. 10-1, I think it was, yeah. 10-1, yeah. and they were outscored 9-9-3 nine, nine, three, against the Borlahan, uh, you know. Borlahan, and like yeah. a sort of team that were going actually well during that match, and they were, at times, they were dictating. Now, you'd probably, I don't know what you'd put it down to. Maybe it was just they, were that, they weren't fit enough to finish out the hour. I, I don't know. But they, they definitely yeah. imploded that, that day in Clonality anyway against Borlahan, uh, coming yeah, down uh, the home straight, you know. Yeah, but I suppose Cap White and Golden, I suppose they can take take solace from the fact that the champions this year, Gortner Who, were in the same position as them in 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 2019. Uh, Gortner Who were in relegate in the relegation battle and and battled their way back from it and and won a won a, a county championship uh, this year. So I suppose they'll have um they'll have that to look forward to in 2021. Hopefully, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, moving on to senior football there. Yeah, there was a there was a Arlo were in Group Two there, and they were defeated in the three games by Brackens, Upper Church, and Kilchelen. Now they put in a, a big, big display there then in the in the semi final of the relegation against Ardfin in a game down in New Inn. Uh, they are really, really powered on that day. Uh, it was the be- I had seen sort of all their games this year, funny enough, and and um, that was the best game that they played. And I actually thought. You know, going into it, it just shows because Arnard Finland then, you know, came out the next week and and they survived. They beat Galtier Rovers in the in that relegation final. So, so I suppose overall, Arlo, uh, they retained their status uh, by by winning that game, and I suppose they won't be happy overall with their with their performance in the in their group games. Uh, Galtier Rovers were in Group Three. They defeated uh, Killinall, but they lost out to commercials and cared, lost out heavily to care in that. They went into the relegation where Aerogan Akati beat them in the semi-final and then uh, um, Ard Finnan beat them in the final. So, look, Galtier will be playing intermediate football uh, in 2021 for the first time in their history. They are, they'll, they'll be out of senior, you know. Uh, but look, they have, we, we, Francis talked early on about it, that, that under-21 team there. Uh, that wouldn't be there. Look, they have some good players there uh, to take a small little bit of reorganisation, but I think they're good enough definitely to bounce back fairly quick if they can put the shoulder to the wheel in that. Aerog and Aravel Rovers were in Group 4. Now, uh, Aerog lost the first round to uh, to uh, McCarthy Boris there uh, by, 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 by a very, very late point. And that put him under extreme pressure uh, coming into the game uh, against Aravale in, in round two down in, in Barnshire. Again, uh, they were caught late on with a goal and the, the spiles were shared uh, in that uh, occasion. That They had to play Mile Rovers in, in the final, which they, they, were, they were comprehensively defeated. That put him into relegation, as I said, where they overcame Galti in the semi-final to retain their status, senior status again for next year. <clears throat> Aravale uh, lost to Mile Rovers and drew it here and they you know, defeated McCarkey there to finish second in the group. Uh, other years, you see, that would have been enough to put him in the quarterfinal, but there was only the, the 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 top of the group this year that went through to the semi-final. There was no quarterfinals in, in senior or intermediate football. So Aravale there were sort of finished in, in, in no man's land. Um, they would have been probably hoping to get back into action in the West senior football fairly quick, but uh, as things turned out, uh, the old COVID situation Mm-hmm. Put the kibosh on that. Uh, intermediate football, we had four teams in it again. Uh, 
Cashel and Galti and Rockwell Rovers were in Group One. Uh, Cashel sort of withdrew from that. They 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 gave walkovers in it, and they ended up in relegation. And they, the Father Sheehy's beat them in the semi-final, which has put them into the relegation final. But the fact that uh, Kiladayan opted to go to go back down uh, leaves Cashel in in intermediate again for next year. Um, we know what uh, Rockwell Rovers done. They powered their way through the championship this year and eventually ended up uh, meeting Grange Moak or Ballyneil in the final there a couple of weeks back. And they, they were victorious in that and that puts them back up. It's seen a football for a, lo- a first time in a long, long time. And, uh, you know, after years uh, of, you know, trying to... Because they, they would have been the dominant team in uh, intermediate football in West Prairie for the last 10 or 12 years. You know, they probably won about... It's eight finals in that time, but they just couldn't get across the line when it came to the county series there. But look at they prevailed, uh, and and they are senior next year, and and it's good because they have a few young lads coming up, and and you know that'll that'll do them good. They'll they'll probably hold their own there um, uh, because they were they played a lot of them, some of the lot of the senior clubs this year in challenge matches, and they were they held their own with them, you know. So they'll be no, very I, very. I, I, Absolutely, they will. They will. Um, some some great footballers and and a huge congratulations to Rockwell. The the they got over the line. I suppose uh, as you said, they were a long time trying, but I mean, um, absolute huge congratulations to them and delighted for the likes of Rocky Alan Maloney. There, he, I mean, he's around a, a long time. Well, he's not he, like I mean, he, he's only thirty, but he seems to be around a, a long, long time and and being a main man for for Rockwell and. You have TJ and Gavin Ryan, two serious footballers as well, and then you you still have the Hellies knocking and around, the like, and, 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 the yeah, and Michael O'Donnell, and, and they, like they yeah. they will be they, they they have some good footballers. They they won't be out of place at senior football. No, they will not. I think you know they they definitely won't. Then we had um, we in Group Three. Then we had Golden and Tenelty. Uh, Tenelty drew with Feather Sheehy's, and they drew with Golden there. But then they went they went down to Feather by a pint there in the last round there. Uh, that was enough to put them out of contention for it. So they finished third in the group there. Look at it. They, they, will be, they will be happy enough again with that there. Andrew Friday was trying to keep them going at that there. And he did a good, a good, a good old job. A lot of young fellas there uh, in it. And I think they enjoyed their, their games this year, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I actually saw that game against against Feathered, uh, John. And um, <laughs> you know, they were unlucky. Probably should have won it if they'd have taken their chances, really. Um but uh, yeah, they know they're well able to kick football. They are. Golden then lost out to Feather there and they drew with Tenelty and then they defeated Feather Sheehy's and they, they finished second in the group there. And uh, again, you know, they would be sort of... Again, another year they'd be going through to the knockout. So, so I mean, again, it just shows it the way it is. So that's more or less how all our, our clubs went in the county championship now as we said the, the other ones are, are the, the county championship Francis covered them there through the, the teams that are will you know we have the three teams left in junior A and we have the junior B teams mm-hmm. and they, they'll, they'll, it'll only be the winners yeah. of the division will go through to the semi-finals uh, when and if ever that happens uh, Michael we can only just hope and, 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 and hope that everything will go well you know no, very good, very good. Uh, just right, uh, the Golden yeah. situation there in the um, intermediate football, I just thought it was a little unfair, especially when there's only one team coming coming out of the groups, that the second round games weren't played at the same time. 
goal number effectively couldn't qualify by the time the first second round game had been played in the group and they That's were right, Francis, trying yeah. to survive against relegation which I thought was very unfair on the system that saying the group game should take place at the exact same time Yes you're right on that Francis because Bally Neil uh, Bally Neil uh, sorry Feather Bet Feather Sheehy's in round in the in round two and the fact that Feather won it and they had beaten uh, Golden in in uh, round one that no matter what Golden done, the, the, the head-to-head would get him there. Before, before Golden played round two and round three, they couldn't qualify. All they were doing was, was, was as you say, battling against relegation. And that, that was a huge, huge uh, uh, anomaly in it. And it was something I'd say that probably wasn't envisaged at the start. But it's, 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 it, 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 it's a thing like that. Like they were effectively out of the competition before they played round two or round three, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the, the the decision the decision at the start of I know obviously there was hard decisions had to be taken by um by the executive um not to play the quarterfinals, but it certainly it certainly didn't help the comp the football competitions that there was no quarterfinals. Um and I think losing your first game was it was was not really on and anyone that did was was really against it to qualify. Yeah, whatever chance you had by drawn, you are you, if you drew your first game, you are definitely in with a shout. But uh, or if you won, needless to say, you were. But uh, if you lost, you were you're in you're in huge trouble huge because trouble. the head to head the head to head would catch you as well. Then you see. Yeah, it would indeed. Yes, when you mentioned Galtier Rovers there as well, I think they were probably very unlucky the way the season ended in the senior football. I mean, they actually won their first game, and normally in the senior football or even senior hurling, whichever you're playing. Winning your first game is generally good enough to take you away from the relegation, like. But as it turned out, they were in the same group as commercials who happened to beat everyone else. So it just, it just happened to be unlucky. They ended up in, down a score difference. They ended up in the bottom of the group. They did, yeah. and and uh, killing all, killing all pulled one over on uh, on on care. If you remember, in round two. Yeah. And that was really their downfall because Kier, the Galti had beaten Killinall there, but then uh, Killinall came back and I think uh, they upset the apple tart a bit by 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 pulling one over on Kier. And you know that was that was really ultimately Galti's downfall. Yeah, the the three teams finished on on two points, and it was score differences out that obviously put yeah. Galti into. Um, they, now they had a they had a, a much bigger score difference. They were minus twenty three, whereas Killinall were minus fifteen and Care were plus one. So, so was that the Hayden didn't help them? Obviously, yeah. Care gave him Care put five goals past them that That's day, right. blowing you in. Yeah, you know, I, I, a match that I that I, I, I saw again, yeah. uh, uh, and and it was uh, they, they definitely it was Care's were really really on song that day, you know, and that was enough to. It's a combination of a couple of things, you know, that put them anyway. They are where they are, but I think, I think they're good enough to bounce back anyway. Uh, Galtier. Yeah. Just when you, yeah, was, and, uh, in 2000, 2006, we played intermediate football in 2007, and it actually it gave us a chance, I suppose, to blood a few younger lads as well. And we started to blood new fellas, and ultimately the foundations of a senior football team. And we were lucky to get back up to first year, but. Galtys will have, as you say, a lot of young lads coming up from under twenty-one, 
and it'll give them probably a foundation to blood lads there in county intermediate and west intermediate football championship next year and hopefully you'll be looking at them coming back up maybe getting to a county final I know Greenwich Muckler are coming good as well and they, they will take beating as well but I think if, if Galtys as John says kind of just maybe structure things right there's a very good chance they'll bounce straight back up yeah no, no doubt they will I mean this this will be a hammer blow for them as John said it's um first time playing below senior in their in their history um and it's uh yeah but they do have them coming coming underage okay francis i might come to you there uh with regards to the senior footballers they were out in a do or die game against leitrim uh, up in carrigan shannon on sunday you got to see it yeah i watched there and ga go um from a west point of view so it's brian fox started the game he, he did very well he played for 60 minutes or that um, he did very well and he finished with two points again brian played his usual i suppose lincoln role with going from Defence covering back, going into attack, and he had a good impact on the game. Wasn't it a very point of view, as David Power said afterwards, they have a lot of work to do for the Clare game on Sunday. Um, at times it looked as if Tiberi could pull away easily, but they seemed to lose their way at times then, and they lost the bet in the midfield for a while as well. Um, Donal Rin was very good in midfield for Leitrim. And he seemed to cause a lot of problems. But at the same time, Tipperary always just seemed to have that bit. Even when they went two points down there early in the second half, they drew back level very quickly and then pushed ahead. And once Casey got the goal, then they were ne- they never really seemed to be that they were going to get caught, I suppose, at that stage. And it, it was a good overall, I suppose, a win in the end. It wasn't exactly, I suppose, what you call um, a great performance. <coughs> But as well, you see a lot of teams, it, it, it's a different scenario, I suppose, when you look at it. If the league is finishing a week before the championship, which is something that's new to all teams. So, plus in one mind, you have your eye ahead a week later in the championship. But for Tipperary, it was a case of, well, we have to secure a win as well to guarantee ourselves promotion or to guarantee ourselves to stay in the group. So it, it's a double-edged sword as well. Like, you don't want to get relegated, but... You don't want to get too many injuries or things going wrong for a week later either, because as we all know, it's knockout championship. There's no there's no back door this time around. I suppose it was good to see Anna Maloney came on as well. I know he got a black card there at the end, but I think that was one for the team really. Be just he was trying to stop any Leitrim Leitrim or counter an attack, and then I think he just took one for the team. In fairness to him, other than that, <coughs> gonna have to. They'll be hoping Stephen O'Brien and Austin are fit. I think for next week, they're, they're certainly going to need them. And I suppose when you look at the likes of Liam Boland, again, made another good impression when he came on and would probably be pushing for a starting spot. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, it was, a, it was a good win. I mean, it's not, it's not easy to go, to, to go away in the, in the league, as we, as we have seen. Um, and Tip had to go to Leitrim. It's a long drive on a, probably a Sunday morning for a two o'clock kickoff because obviously they weren't going to stay in overnight in, in these COVID times. Uh, probably having to wear masks on the bus, but not probably, they would have had to wear masks on the bus the whole way up along, and all that goes goes along with that preparation. So uh, I suppose while it probably wasn't a great performance, it was it was good to get the win because obviously they needed the win to to stay in Division Three. Yeah, well the win the win was a vital part, and I think it'd be a disaster to go back down as well and. I suppose when you look at the overall league they've had between the start of it, the break, and my how they returned, we've got the two wins from the two games that we wanted. That was vital, at, uh, I suppose, at the outset of it. It keeps us in Division 3, but 
they weren't a million miles from for now, for now from getting promoted either when you look at it. They weren't hammered in any match. They were probably the closest, one of the closest teams to Cork in a way as well in terms of the scoreline that night. So they, they were there or thereabouts, but it was they like the last of the Quinn Living and that I suppose at the early part of the year for the last and the forwards as well to try and I suppose are, are to look for scores and I suppose the fact we only scored five points against Derry in one of the games, you know, that signal to we were kind of under pressure in the forward line for a while, but we seem to have unearthed a few sco- scores now with Liam Boland and Quinn Living coming back and it's taken the pressure off Sweeney. I suppose... Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, you just mentioning the, the earlier games, which seem like a lifetime ago now, but I mean, if, if you look at the, the games at the start of the league, if we had Michael Quinlevin against uh, Down, which we drew, and against Longford, which, uh, not to be putting down Longford, but it was a team I would consider that we were plenty good enough, that we, that we would be beaten nine times out of ten. And even just the Longford win would have probably put us into, into the final, well, up there for, for promotion, or what would have been the final in the, in the old league. Yeah, it certainly would have. And I mean... As I said, yeah, we, we were just, I suppose, just short in some of the games as well. And I think it was disappointing as well. But it, it comes back to having the firepower. And you, you certainly need that. And Liam Casey seems to come back in a lot more, I suppose, maybe the, the rest and that for some of the players. But the likes of Liam Casey has really shown in the two games as well. And maybe the break helped a lot of players as well. And they, they've regrouped that bit better. The likes yeah, like of Casey Lee- as well have probably come more into it. Yeah, Liam, Liam is another one like Michael Quinlan that would have been around at the start of the year because he had his 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 um, heart set in travelling uh, as well. Um, but like there, there are two huge additions to the end of the league. Um, but as you said, a lot will depend on whether Stephen O'Brien is fit for next weekend. Like looking forward to the next weekend, you have to Gary Brennan. Um, in the middle of the field for for Clare, um, we need a Stephen O'Brien around there, around a big big unit in the middle of the field to to break up play and and to contest with Brennan. Yeah, and I suppose he's Stephen O'Brien's ability to win clean ball in the air, you know, is it's unbelievable. Like he plays a huge part to me to hold up the game in midfield and and you know you press on the attack in as well, and that that brings the likes of the likes of Brian Fox and the Robbie Kylies. Um, going forward, that gives them a huge advantage going forward. The same with Bill Maher, that someone is there to hold it up. But at the same time, O'Brien can take off as well, and he adds a huge dimension going forward as well. He's a big man as well. And I suppose absolutely free up and give more space, I suppose, to the likes of Quinn Living and Sweeney up front. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and uh, that's what it is creating space and getting the, the ball to your best players. Um, I just re- I was reading the, the, the Friends of Tipperary Football. Uh, Anthony Shelley um, did his report on the game. And he says, uh, Amazingly, our problems are when we are in possession of the ball. Tipperary are the best when they employ the same tactics that you would when running from a bull. Just go forward as fast as you can and don't turn back. And as you said, that's exactly the way Tip play with Robbie Kiley, Bill Maher. Stephen O'Brien, when he's in there, Liam Casey. When we go forward at pace, we are, we are a threat as good as any team other than maybe Dublin or Kerry in the championship. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because I suppose we can play the ball into the players inside. The likes of 
Sweeney can can live and can win the primary possession when it's when it's let into him from the likes of Fox <coughs> or, or Robbie Kiley going in. They have the ability to win it in there and and get quick scores as well. Um, they do. They're obviously going to be drawn. The attention is going to be drawn on these guys as well, but they seem to be well able to deal with it. And I suppose the more forwards we have in there, they can score. It takes the pressure off each one as well. If you saw in the league, Sweeney was probably being double marked in a lot of games in the league, which put an awful lot of pressure on him. Then trying to score, but if you were the likes of Boland, Sweeney, and Quinn Living there in a the full forward line, or maybe Quinn Living coming out further, it puts further it puts pressure on say the likes of Clare on Sunday, and that that you have three fellas that can do an awful lot of scoring as well. And so as you said, Dean Casey is a big man. He was gone for the earlier parts of the league, but as you said, his plan has changed. Himself and Stephen O'Brien could form a formidable partnership there in midfield. Yeah, Liam scored a tremendous goal there at the at the weekend and probably showed what what he is capable of. He, um, he There was like two one-twos, one out in the middle of the field, another one around the 45, and he took off and unleashed a blistering shot that no keeper would have <clears> saved. <throat> but it just goes to show the potential that Liam has. And probably we have seen in, in tip for five or six years since he was an, an under 20 and under 21 um going back to what 15 or, or 16 and and then again with with his college he i mean he was on the i think he played sigerson when either in his first year or uh, certainly in his second year so he, he has a, a tremendous amount of, of potential <coughs> yeah and that, that battle is going to be huge and on, on sunday as you say gary brennan has decided to come back now as well he, he was out of the clear fall for a while if you take a look at Clare, they've held their own in, in Division 2 for the last number of years since going up there. They, they obviously survived in the head-to-head with Kevin on Sunday, but they've held their own in Division 2. Like It's probably where Tipperary are going to have to be aiming to go next next year if the league is, is obviously run and everything runs right. Like, But, I mean, they've held as a standard. We've probably brought a lot of our players in from winning minor teams winning under-21 teams, where they've had no... They had not had the same strength of a base to come from. But yet, Callum Collins has done a huge job there with the likes of the players he's brought to and the team spirit he's brought through with Clare. Yeah, no, they, they certainly have. And, I mean, it, it is a, a tremendous... <coughs> feat. As we found out, Division 2 is a hard division to, to stay in. Um, I think we only gave the one or, one or two years up there um, and we're back down to three... But Claire, Claire, they finished third bottom now two years running. They're kind of hanging in there, but but they're there and they're getting the benefit of those better games against better opposition. Yeah, it, it plays a big part in it. I suppose the higher you play, the better opposition, as you say, you play, the more it brings you on. I suppose the more experience you get and, and understand the playing the bigger teams. And we, we've probably slipped back and I suppose... John Meher now has gone in with the Horland side of it. He's a big loss there as well. Like, you know, anyone you lose from a team is a loss. You know, there's no question about that. Like, and you need every player, I suppose, no matter whether it's Horland or football, you need every player you can there to be in on it. You need, I suppose, like you're talking, you lose 20 or whatever on the day. You still need 20, going back to 22, 23 lads that are going to be there, thereabouts, the 15 to start and a good seven or eight that can possibly be in contention of coming on. That's ultimately what you need from a, a strong, good panel like. Yeah. Um and and we certainly we certainly need that and will need that to 
when we play Clare on Sunday and hopefully when we chat here next week um, we'll be gone into a semi-final of the, of the Munster Championship with a great chance at, at getting to a final Uh, John, you were on duty in Torles, um on Sunday. Lim- our Limerick have emerged as our <coughs> opponents for next Sunday in the Munster semi-final. How did that game go? That's right. Yeah, it was a, it was a sort of a, a sort of a surreal place. Torles was on Sunday, a Munster championship game. Nobody at it. Uh, nobody around the town. Nobody around the back of the stand. But that didn't take away from that game. It was doubling up as as the Division One League final as well. And Limerick started off there, you know, I suppose, and they hit the, f- the first um, two scores there from Martin Gillan and Peter Casey there within two minutes. But the, the game was sort of going to and fro there. Tony Kelly, uh, sort of after four minutes, hit the first of his 17 points on the day. And it continued in that vein up along until, we'll say, the water break. And it was... There was sort of had been leveled three times before the water break, and it was um, Limerick laid nine points to seven at that stage, and it, it, the same trend continued right up to half time, um, and it, it went in it's Limerick fifteen points, Clare fifteen points at half time, with Kelly scoring uh, twelve points in that first half. There, you know, he seemed to just anything he seemed to touch. Seven of those were from freeze, you know, and. <clears throat> But you, you always felt that, I suppose, Limerick were just waiting for something to happen. And by God, did it happen immediately after half time? Mulcahy and, and, and Hegarty there hit two points uh, within 40 seconds of the throw in. And all of a sudden, you could see that uh, Limerick were a different team. And, you know, they, 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 they hit six points in the opening five minutes after the break and went, you know, win six points clear all of a sudden. So you, you could see then straight away that Clare were, were definitely in trouble. Kelly hit uh, two points and, you know, cut the deficit to four but he also missed two which I would consider the way he was playing that day two very very scorable frees in that period of time you know and then after 11 minutes uh, Ryan Taylor got a goal and a pint and it gave you know it gave Claire hope but then the next seven minutes there they were outscored four pints to, to one and you know, it was really after that, it was all Limerick. The last quarter there, sort of the third quarter, they, 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 they scored, outscored them, as I said, before about 10 points to three and 11 points to five in the last quarter. So they, they ran out 36 points to 123. Before we move on to, to Limerick, Clare, it really was a Tony Kelly show and he got 17 points and uh, he, he got men of the match, which is you know, normally strange when his team were beaten by 10 or 11 points. But um, Clare were down so many players. I mean, um, Brian Lohan was kind of on a hiding to nothing, especially with the way the year went uh, in his first year as manager. They they fought well in the first half, but they were, like, as you said, the six points in five minutes, the game was probably over at that stage. Now, I know they got a goal that brought it back to one or two points, but Limerick never looked uh, in danger of losing the game. It certainly looked like Limerick took a half an hour to, to get going. In, at the start of the second half, they were at championship pace, but in the first half, they were they weren't they weren't tuned in enough to to what I suppose championship and monster championship hurling should be. Tip could fall into I, I know Liam Sheedy wouldn't want him to, but it's something that can happen subconsciously. And it is. Tip wouldn't want to give Limerick. Tip wouldn't want to be like Limerick were the last day in the first half. No, because like you know Limerick. Uh, you know, have that game behind them, 
they you know they seem to have got any bit of cobwebs that they had <clears throat> out of the system in the first half and while they went in at half time you could still see that they were probably happy enough because realistically Clare were doing nothing except for Tony Kelly and uh, and um, <clears throat> I think there was what there was only three other points uh, in the first half there Damon Ryan Carl Malone and Stephen O'Halloran they got a pint each uh, with uh, Damon Ryan's pint coming just uh, there was five minutes of injury time played and they got three they got actually three of those pints in injury time in the first half before before half time <clears throat> so I don't think you know Limerick were they weren't they'd probably say they were worried at half time but I don't think they were worried at half time the way they the way they played they hadn't really clicked and all of a sudden bang the, 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 the ball was thrown in uh, second half and you know as I said two pints in the first 40 seconds like yeah, <clears throat> and, no, they, and, they, they really burst out of the blocks there in the in the, in the second half. And, and Tip would not want to be give. Tip would not want to let Clare unless Limerick dictate the pace of the game in the first half because if they do, they could be in trouble. Yeah, one one aspect of the the Limerick play was how deep um, Garrod Hegarty, Kyle Hayes came there in in their half forward line. Garrod Hegarty, especially, he 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 was nearly playing as a sweeper for a lot of the game. Probably something similar to what we would have seen with with Dan McCormack, the way he plays from wing forward, you know. But Hegarty, to me, for me, he was the man of the match. Now, I know they gave it to, to Tony Kelly, but I thought Hegarty was the one that made Limerick tick on on Sunday. And Tip will need to pick him up if he comes deep. He they will, and he also hit four points as well. That's right. You know what? Like they, they seem to shoot on sight, but yet, like they can't. Tip can't allow him to uh, operate uh, freelance on on Sunday because if they do, I think they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And so so just looking forward to what Liam Sheedy has in his mind now for for Sunday. I mean, I I don't see a whole pile of change to the team that won the All Ireland, considering the way the year the year has gone um, and how much time Sheedy has in the, in the. The, the run into this but Seamus yeah. Kindy is out and, and we yes, know that to, yeah, I was going to say that Seamus Kindy is out we don't know what sort of a setup. we don't really know what panel he has yeah, you no, know no panel no mentioned. real panel like we're going to be hoping now is he going to go for for the most of that All-Ireland well of course the All-Ireland winning team you know I suppose you'd have to say he'll probably go with what he'll go with probably the fact that Kendi is out he'll probably go with 11 or 12 of that team now has has Bonner Maher played himself back on you know how did he he came through the county championship to Seamus O'Reen uh, fairly well got a good lot of game time during the, during the summer Like, but is there anybody that showed up in the championship going to be uh, staking you know a claim for a place that, so I, 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 I'd say because you know it's 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 um it's going to be an interesting one uh, now. Is bubbles fit? The story mm-hmm. is he's he's the, supposed the to age be, old question. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be uh, flying it, and you know some people will tell you he's flying it, other people will tell you he's not. So again, we'll just have to wait and see yeah. because you know there's there's always the rumor mill going around. And, you know, we haven't seen anything. And it's a sort of an, an unusual thing. We All we know is the guys who played in the championship. And that's what, that's, that's what a month ago now, isn't it? Whenever, when was the county final? It was six weeks ago, is it? Or whenever. It is, or whatever. No, about four weeks ago. I think it was around four the weeks, 20, yeah. 29th of, of, of 27th yeah. of September. 
yeah. the same day as our, our own West final, actually. That's um, right, yeah. But um, the Kendi obviously has to be replaced. And if you're looking at last year's last year's team or last year's panel, uh, Sean O'Brien was the first man in the backs. He, he came on there in the All Ireland final. He seemed to be the, the, the first man in. Alan Flynn from Kildangan, who was knocking around the panel last year, had a had a brilliant campaign with Kildangan going to win the the championship. And um, John Maher, as Francis has said, is now throwing his his lot in with the hurlers and had a tremendous campaign as well for for Lockmore. So the options are there, but he'll have to get it right. I mean, it's such an important position now the half back line. I mean, you're under every puck out. You're as much an attacker as you are a defender. Um, you are, <clears throat> and 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 you know, like Limerick started last Sunday with eleven of the team that played against Kilkenny last year in the All Ireland semi final. So they didn't. What did I say? Sorry, with thirteen of the team. So, so like nothing much has changed with Limerick in that twelve months. Uh, you know, and Barry Nash came back into the side there. So look at, I I, I can't see him. You know, making. He's not a, a man that makes too many changes anyway, Shady. You know what I mean? Yeah, from from a West point of view, um, it, it looks like we have three three players on the panel: Ger Brown from the Kickhams, Dylan Quirk yeah. from Clonolty, and Dar- and um, Dara Mooney from Airogue. Now Dara was brought in; he, he missed out last year, having been there in eighty, and he he was brought in, had a great campaign for for Airogue in the county championship, one of their their better performers, um, and scored a couple, two two penalties and. Um, hit a couple of frees as well, and but but was equally as good between the sticks, do, doing the job he's there for, I suppose, as a goalkeeper. Could he trouble Brian Hogan or she? Hogan's after coming off a an All Star year. It's hard I, to see I, I the change there, is it? No, there'll be no change in the goalkeeper. Now I don't know. First of all, last year I couldn't see, and I think I probably said it on the radio how how um, Mooney was dropped, but he was. Mm-hmm. Now. But then the fact is, I can't see how he was brought back this year because he was brought back in the panel early on in the year. Now, what had, what changed over the winter that when there was no hurling going on, that to bring him back on? So, like, was Sheedy not happy with the with the backup that he had to Hogan? You know, now are they carrying three? Are they carrying three goalkeepers in the panel? I know there'll only be two on the match day program. So that's the, the, the conundrum. Will, 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 will Mooney be, be number six? I don't think he'll be the number one on, on, on Sunday, right? Uh, yeah. But will he be 16? That's yeah, the big both, question. Last year, he, he was carrying Paul Meher and Barry Hogan, I think. And they they swapped over the number 16 jersey, uh, I think, once or twice during the championship. But, but Maher has gone off the panel now and, and Mooney is back. But, I mean, Barry Hogan had an equally as an impressive uh, campaign in, in the goal for, for Kildangan. So, yeah, it's hard to know what he'll do. Uh, looking for, in the middle of the field, Michael Breen was the most substituted player from last year. Now, Breen gets through an awful amount, uh, amount of work and gets around the field and he's a big unit. But could could you see Ger Brown pushing? He didn't get much time in the league due to recovering from, from that um, that surgery he had before Christmas last year. So he, he got no league game time there in, in February. It's hard to see him pushing into the, the 15, is it? It is, I think. And, and, and also the fact that he operated as intermediate this year no, not 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 taken from individual, but he just wasn't up there uh, with, with uh, the Seamus Oreen or the Dan Breen, you know. And I, I just couldn't see him uh, making the first fifteen. 
I, I'd be a sort of, you know, I'd be surprised if he did. Just just going again on the fact that Sheedy doesn't make too many, you know, unenforced changes, and he's a sort of conservative in that way that he sticks to the tried and trusted. You know, I think that there's there's there'll be probably one one change anyway in the back line. I'd say. And there'll be probably, I would probably go so far as to say there might be two in the forwards. You know what I mean? But yeah, so so Dylan, Dylan um, from Clonoilty, Dylan Quirk from Clonoilty, uh, who kind of came into the panel off, off a year as um, got on the, the, team, the team of the 20s there, or 21s. He, he was playing wing back actually under Liam Cahill. But he has started, is it two league games now there back in February and was tremendous in them. He got five five or six points in one of the games. Could, couldn't yep. miss. Yeah. So going on that form, you had to say that come, Dylan, if he'd have kept that up during the league, would have been near enough to, to, the, to the starting 15. Because Jake Morris, when he's been in and out, hasn't really done it. No, and, and you're right there on that. But unfortunately, you see, uh, Dylan Quirk, you know, he came in, he got man of the match there. Was that against Waterford in the league, I think it was? Yeah, he got man of the match second, in, in, yeah. one of them, in one of the matches. Anyway. Anything he hit went over the bell, you know. Uh, he was in, in tremendous form. But, you know, that's a long, long time ago. That's like in another world. And unfortunately, this COVID situation might have, have, have thwarted his efforts now because you know, like all these guys, I think that was if Sheedy will was you know would have been watching the championship, uh, and how things went in the county championship, you know, and he, he he'll have to play, especially the lads on the panel. I'm not talking about even bringing on, uh, bringing in new lads, but the fellas that were on the panel are on. We'll say the 26 last year or whatever. Now there's a couple of um, um, of um, retirements, but um, he'll probably go with a tried and trusted again. Now, I, I think, you know, if, if what they're saying about Bonhamayer, I think he will he will start uh, next Sunday. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, it's going you, to be an you, interesting you could see him coming in. Yeah, you could see him coming into the half-forward line there with, well, I don't know, Dan McCormack uh, on one wing and Bonner on the other wing. Maybe John McGrath between them. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to know. It, obviously, they move around the place all the time. Um, it, it's hard to know. And you, Callanan and... Jason Ford with the freeze and John McGrath. They're, the three of them are certainties to play. Yes, um, they are. They are. Now the other, the other three then will be the thing that you know it's it's, it's going to be hugely interesting. Um, what that when I suppose the team will be announced on Saturday night uh, as per usual, and it will be very Friday, very Friday night. Friday night. It will be very interesting to see uh, what the makeup of it will be. I suppose on on one on one. If you think, put yourself in Sheedy's position. Now, he he knows, uh, like if he didn't know, but he certainly knows now what to make of Limerick and what they're capable of. And, you know, the standout players last weekend. So he'll know who the danger men, uh, who, who are the danger men on current forum. You know, there's no point in yeah. we talking about the forum that won the All-Ireland last year or the forum where Limerick in the beaten in the semi final last year, it's the current form. Yeah, well, it's it's two it's two it's two years now since, since it's over. To, we'll say twenty four months, twenty five months now since Limerick won more, twenty six months since Limerick won in All Ireland. So I mean, it, it that that is I suppose history now. But it, history, if yeah. if you look if you look back to last year, uh, Sheedy deployed Brendan Maher as a man marker on Aaron Gillan um, in the Munster final. Um, now we ended up losing the game, but Gillan was quiet. Brendan Maher set a marker, I suppose, for what 
I don't know, maybe Sheedy thought that later on in the championship that the teams were going to meet again, but Galan didn't get sniffed off Brendan Maher. Is that something that you could see happening again this weekend? He's going to have, you know, like Galan last Sunday didn't do a, a terrible, terrible amount of stuff uh, from open play. Uh, I mean, Tom Ogilvy was the man out in the wing. You said we, we spoke about Hagerty before that. So, it's, you know, like if one fella is held, that someone else going to be clicking. That's the, that's the way it is with that Limerick side. The very same as, 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 as if Kylie put someone, you know, curtail one of the tip forwards, that someone else going to step up into place. That's the nature of, 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 of the way the, the situation is now. You can't, you're certainly not going to, to curtail all forwards. And there's always going to be one person that won't click on the day. That's the nature of, of hurling again, no matter how you go out about it. There's always somebody going to have an off day as well. The bookies seldom get it wrong, John, and they have Limerick as, I suppose, warm favourites for, for this game. Do you, would you consider that's the way it will play out or will Tip I, I, cause an upset, so to speak? I have a feeling. I, 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 this is the one I, you know, I, I find it very, very hard to call. Um, my, my, you know, my old heart would tell me Tip, but, you know, you have to be, you have to look at it. And, and, and I think, you know, last year what we saw, uh, we got the, our All-Ireland last year. It's very, very hard to retain it. Certainly very hard for Tip to retain it. I I, I can remember the last time they retained it all right, you know. And that was a, a huge, huge uh, team back in the 60s, you know. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but it's, 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 um, that was a super Tip team at the time, you know. And probably lost a couple of All-Irelands as well around that time. But look, at, it's going to be a tough one for Tip on Sunday. Now, um, I'd be very, very hopeful that they would, but they're going to have to be firing on all cylinders. Absolutely, um, yeah. It's a, it's a, an intriguing game in prospect, and hopefully we'll be sitting here next week with, with two wins in, in senior football and senior hurling. Um, we'll go on to the next item. The last item on the agenda tonight is... Um, any interesting articles or social media? Um, there was an update from the Tip GA, their lads. Um, the executive met and have cancelled all the games, as we all know now that we're in in level five until the first of, of February. West uh, Tip ourselves, we have followed suit. Um, anything to say on that, John? Yeah, look at it. We, as the fellas says, all 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 bets are off until the first of. Uh of uh, February at the earliest and we just have to go with, uh, you know, we don't like it, but we'll have to go with with the flow and hopefully that things will be better then and the weather will be with us to finish the championships that we have started at least anyway, whatever else we do about anything else because, uh, we, you know, we, we just probably won't have the time for anything else. But I think it is important to finish the ones that we started like uh we're down there. We're we're almost there in the mall. You know what I mean? Down to the knockout stages, and uh, but nothing will happen until February. And I think, you know, uh, we should be conscious of of uh, everything. And hopefully, we'll have a nice spring. And hopefully, the the the, the COVID situation will will get better. Yeah, uh, Francis, the on the the championships there that are, that are cancelled. It's the right move, and and it was the and it's good that clubs have. Have, know now where they stand they don't have to stay training and they, they know they, they're not back playing games until at least the 1st of February Yeah without without a shadow of a doubt and it, it, you know it's a charity players want a bit of charity like I suppose um, 
least to know where you stand going forward. I mean, I presume we'll get another update as January goes on to see how things are going and teams will be able to go back training, I suppose, plan maybe three or four weeks beforehand, like, depending on we definitely go back, hopefully, on the, the start of February. Like, and it just gives teams that bit of perspective. And I suppose you can take a break from, from the moment now and just recharge the batteries and go at it again. I think it's important part is that we finish the competitions that are started. Um, you know, you the likes of Junior B hurling and football, Junior A football to finish in the West and to finish their county championships, Junior A hurling as well. I think it just, it, it gives all those fellas a lift as well that, you know, they're part of it. it, it right, the senior competitions did get finished in time, but the juniors are part of it as well and they, they have their day in the sun and, I suppose from a junior perspective, it depends, you know, whoever wins the junior A has a bearing on next year's intermediate championship and, you know, the winners of the junior B go up as well. So to me, they have to be finished as well. But just it goes back, it just gives that general perspective and players know where they stand. And I suppose just as I said earlier, it does another update in January to see how we're going, that players have some idea that we're definitely sticking to the plan, I think would be a good idea as well. Yeah, no, and, and there seems to be cases seem to be to be going down at the moment which is great and hopefully look come the the first of december that the levels will be dropped and and that going into 2021 we can start to see a clearer picture um of of what's going to happen but i suppose one of the the things that has come out of of this covid year in 2020 and it's now gone into 2021 is that the championship is going to be ran in 2021 the same it was in 2020 john which means no link to the divisions again um that'll be two years without a link to the divisions it'll be very hard to bring it back afterwards it will but um i think that this is where the clubs will have to you know come in and you know, if they're if they're serious about their division, they'll have to, um, you know, have a have a look at it. And I think the clubs themselves, you know, they're 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 always uh, willing to ha- have a go at it. And especially, okay, we got our we got our our uh, championship finished this year. Uh, the, the south didn't, the mid didn't started. Or they did start it, sorry, my apologies. And there's no North Championship. So, like, they're going to have to have a long look at it and say, right, you know, do we need our divisional championship? And if we do need it, uh, do we have the link? And, uh, you know, it's, it's, now, it's certainly not the time to be talking about it now. But we know we know what's there next year. And I think it's, it's it, we'll have to wait and see what actual format uh, the 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 GA calendar takes as regards the club and the uh, intercounty, or will it be split? And I have a feeling that it won't be split uh, next year because even if it was passed and if it went to the thing, I don't think they were going to do it anyway next year. But maybe this COVID situation might force the split uh, quicker than we think and have a separate intercounty scene and a separate club scene. You know what I mean? Uh, now this is irrespective of the crowds or anything, but uh, you know maybe this COVID might have a it might start out a good few things for us going forward, Mike. Yeah, no, uh, twenty twenty one was never going to be uh, a season for the split season due to the 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 staging of Congress, which is February, and championships have started and all that by that stage, and counties yeah. have well, ordinarily they would have they would have their their structures sorted yeah. out, but um, it certainly is an opportunity. Going looking into Congress in 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 February and hopefully there will be a Congress held that that um, 
uh, the split season is something that it it gather it had gathered pace and hopefully it it carries on into into that that congress and and it's there is a motion put forward uh, with regards to it. Okay, another thing I saw, lads, was um, Brian McDonnell. Uh, he has an excellent website. It's six two four two dot com. Brian did an. He's a he's a GA statistician. We would have known him from his time with the with the tips there, um, and he has the Tipperary Live. He's part of the Tipperary Live website. But he did an excellent article in statistics for the twenty nineteen Cena Harland Championship. And he has one bit of it is winners and losers. And the thing that's sticking out, and you might have seen it in the in in the media, is that the t. I'll just call out the, the stats. Freeze won. The winners won eleven freeze, whereas the losers won fourteen point six nine freeze. And the percentage points from from place balls, winner was nine points, and a loser was ten point six five points. So. The losers were getting more points from freeze, and the question was asked: Does it pay to foul in hurling? What's your take on that? Um, look at that. It is a very interesting when you see it down on paper that way. Uh, but I would always be uh, a guy. I, I wouldn't be far fouling uh, unless it was terribly, terribly necessary. That would. That brings in the situation in what is the punishment for for this persistent fouling, if you want to call it that, or <clears throat> it's 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 a one as I say I hadn't thought about until until McDonald's article, you know, and and it it yeah. to be interesting now uh, if he do the same thing for 2020, uh, there'll be it's, I, admittedly it will be a different scenario. Um, and and come, you know to make a comparison then between a different format in the championship <clears throat> in the two years, uh, I think that that's where it would be really interesting, Mike. Yeah, uh, Francis, how what do you what do you make of that? I suppose now Brian in his article never mentioned the the would say pushing towards the black card in hurling, and but when you see that the the winners are are conceding more freeze than the losers and the losers are are scoring more from freeze a black card is a black card necessary or a version of the black card or a punishment as john said for persistent fouling which is interesting you say that that actually came up after the, the dublin leash game on saturday night the leinster quarter final i think there was, there was a foul in there in the second half it was what you call it was maybe take him over the team. You were stopping when when the double had stopped the leash player going in, and there was calls for that. Was was there a need for a black card? I, I was against the black card in football when it came in originally that the player was gone for the rest of the game. Um, but I suppose when they changed it, that it's only a ten minutes absence out of the game. I think it has more of an effect that you go down to fourteen men and you have to work around that then. There's more of a punishment in that. You're not bringing on a new player straight away, like. Um, yeah. Well, the the, the black card, the, the say the previous version of the black card, where the team was down, would would say they lost the player for the rest of the game. I mean, Tip suffered badly in that in football when Robbie Kiley got sent off, sent off, got black carded so early in the Mayo game back in 2016. And I mean, Robbie was one centre back, was one of the main players, and. 
it was for a very innocuous foul did tip no favours that day and that we certainly don't want to see that type of a, of a black card but as you said the, the 10 minutes in bin seems to work a lot better uh, the last one I have for you lads um, more local uh, controversial um, and we won't give too much time to it but uh uh, I suppose we, we do talk about West Tip matters here and um, reports over the last 24 to 48 hours of the five players to le- leaving, allegedly leaving Keekums to go to Cashel. What's your take on it, Francis? Um, yeah, I just I saw it there, it was yesterday or that, and he heard about it, but um, I, w- I would hope it, it wouldn't go to that, that maybe things could be started. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of what happened. Um, I don't really want to comment too much on it, but and we're not going to speculate on it either now. Yeah. So, so I, to me, I, I would hope that all parties involved would be able to come to you know an amicable solution, and maybe the transfer wouldn't go ahead. It'd be, it'd be mine just for the sake of both clubs. I think it, it would possibly be better if they could work things out. Yeah, John, you you were on on Tip FM um, this morning and. Uh, you you were of the same line, the same same opinion. You you took. The I same was, line. and like look at I had, you know, I had heard rumours uh, there over the last couple of weeks there of uh, an impending move of a few players from from Kickhams to to uh, to Cashel. Now I thought, as I said, it was uh, uh, an unsubstantiated rumour, and uh, I thought it was you know somebody having having the crack. Now I don't know the background to it. Uh, or what's behind it but I sincerely hope now as I said there was a mediation but I suppose with this COVID situation it was very hard for lads to be get involved and to be travelling and uh, meeting up and all but I, the one thing I, I would hope is that it's still there is to the best of my knowledge there is no transfer gone in yet to the county situation no transfer application uh, the decision won't be made anyway until the end of January on all transfer requests so you have November, December, and January. So you still have three months, and I think that in that you know down the road, I think uh, people should not get entrenched in 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 uh, in one way or another. And I think you know there's loads of time to sort it out because I think you know hurling and fellas have such a short career, and. It's two neighbouring parishes, two neighbouring clubs, and I think that uh, you know all sides have they have the time to get together and talk about it. And I would hope that all these lads would be playing with their respective clubs, uh, the Keekums next year again. But look at we can only hope for the best, in, in, and that I have no doubt they will make uh, the right decision in the finish. Yeah, I know, I know, and hopefully it will be. It will all come to a, a satisfactory conclusion, uh, quick sooner rather than later. That's all we have time for this week, folks. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, give us a like and subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter at WestAwayPod. Hopefully we'll be talking to you again next week with two first-round championship wins under our belt. Tibber Darnaboo, this is the WestAway Podcast, Westit Matters. (laughs) 